You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode down off Automobile Alley today with Alyssa Murphy from Siren Media. You got it. Siren, I love that. Siren Media. It's just like, it's great. <laughs> Thank um, you. Yeah, I guess we recently met at uh, Midtown Rotary. Mm-hmm. Um, I was invited to speak. Thank you so much. That was awesome. Had yeah. a blast. I uh, would love to do a lot more of it. Shameless plug. If anybody wants me to come out and babble about this is Oklahoma, I would love to come and talk. He's very entertaining. Uh, uh, five out of seven would recommend. Yes, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm about, that's going to go as one of the quotes on my website, I think. Five out of seven would recommend. I love that um, Yeah, it was awesome. We had a good time. But, um, you know, today's about you. Uh, tell me a little bit about, you know, I guess... What is Siren Media? Yeah, so my name is Alyssa. Like you said, I started this little marketing company um, in November of 2018 after I got fired from the last job I had. Uh, So I kind of took stock around me and realized that I love helping small business people. I love helping organizations with their marketing. I love doing that kind of work. Why don't I just go out and do it myself? And at the same time, I also had about three other friends of mine, three other women in the industry who had either been laid off or fired from their jobs. So I called them and kind of built this little freelance contract army. And uh, the name Siren Media is a triple pun. I love puns. So Siren as in like tornado siren, like every Saturday. I used used to run a makeup blog called the Saturday Siren. So it's got a special meaning to me. Siren is something that communicates a message across so I thought that was very fitting and then like I also just like love mermaids so okay yeah kind of cheesy but you know I think it's also got some weird local appeal to it the siren part yeah definitely and like (laughs) the first time I ever heard the siren going off at noon I'm like laying in bed in college freshman I was like what, what is, going is going on? What is going on? My roommate's just like, dude, don't worry about it. It's fine. It happens every Saturday. It's noon. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, great. And then as a college freshman, that's your alarm, right? That's your you alarm. Know? That's yeah. your alarm every it's Saturday. It's time to go get some food. Um, well, cool. So, you know, you're kind of, I guess, almost two years in, right? You got mm-hmm. a little bit. On my second year. Your yeah. second year. Um, how's it been? It's been astounding. Yeah. Like, I, um, I have. I had so much anxiety about going out on my own and I never did it. And I think that getting fired and maybe um, a lot of people out there can relate, but sometimes you do need a push. Sometimes you need a push in order for you to do something that you say that you're going to do or think that you would do if you someday could know. Sometimes you just need a push. So um, in a certain way, it's the best thing. Actually, in every way, it was the best thing that happened to me. Mm -hmm. So when I started putting the word out there, thankfully, I had been doing a few things before starting this company. I had been working in sales and business development for other marketing companies and other companies that offered marketing services. So by the time I was ready to pull the trigger and go out on my own, I had this network of people that were just ready to help. So um, in any aspect of business, I'm a big, big, big proponent of just like being present, like be present in your community, go to coffee with people, go to beers with people, like go to networking events, make friends. Number one, like you're going to be a happier person for it, but then also you just create this, you create a network of people where you're, if you're actively 
present and helping people, they will do anything they can to repay the Yeah, favor. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you you said you worked in marketing and stuff before anyway. Mm-hmm. What a, what job, like what was the title? Yeah, so I worked, my first big girl job out of college, I worked for a small agency out of Moore, and I was there for about five months and just, you know, wasn't really loving the drive, really wasn't loving um, that particular mm-hmm. place that I worked at. So then I went into corporate advertising sales. So I worked for um, the big evil cable company's media division, which, uh, to their credit, like some of the most amazing people I've ever worked with and taught me so much about business. And I got that job because one of my friend's husbands worked there. Mm -hmm. So that's how everything works, by the way. Like that's how, that's how, uh, the job landscape happens. If you don't know somebody who knows somebody, the likelihood of you getting the job. Yeah. Not as well. So yeah, I went and worked in media for gosh, almost four years. It was like three and a half years, but I round up because it felt like four, <laughs> but I did that. Well, media years are also more that oh, you, you don't just work 40 hour yeah, weeks to you. Uh-huh. It's a lot more than that. Well, and, and I don't know how many people out there have done this, but like when you graduate out of college, you're like, all right, I got this very technical, but very broad degree. What am I going to do with it? Right. And a lot of, a lot of college kids when I was getting out anyway, and I think to this day get swept up in sales positions. Mm-hmm. And I think it's shit. Yeah. <laughs> I think it sucks. I think that, um, everybody is struggling and sales is such a thing that I'm, I'm, I'm naturally good at it, but I hate it being exploited and I hate having, you know, a big number like being right. bashed over the head with that, yeah. you know, huge goal. So I, I got depressed very quick in that environment. Like it was great for so many reasons, but it was real damaging to my mental health. And, um, I made the decision to leave after one of the senior women in that company would just like straight up bully me when I started like my goal would increase, my goal would increase, you know, your quota increases over time and uh, was a rock star my second year, went to Hawaii, awesome. but then like my third year I just hit a point where I was just so burned out. I was getting married, I was becoming president of um, one of my associations I was part of and I was just totally out of steam. and. I had an opportunity to go work for uh, a small company out of Norman that did video production and software, kind of like a weird Mm -hmm. suite of products that they offered, but that was a great move for me. I got out of corporate America. I got away from, you know, a lot of things that made me just feel gray because, and a lot of your listeners can probably identify with this, when you're straight out of college, you're trying to make it, you're going to do whatever you have to do to get the money in the pocket. If that means you know, taming down your personality and wearing a suit every day, a three-piece suit, a skirt suit for me. Uh, guys out there, of course, like three-piece suits or whatever. I just felt gray. And I'm not that way. Like, you, you see me yeah, right now. Yeah, like if someone I'm, meets you for the first time now, yeah. they like, can't imagine you in the pantsuit. Uh, There's uh, no way. It, it, yeah, I really suit, yeah. had to make some major compromises. So that started getting me thinking about some of the formal training I took in college, I went to UCO, go Bronchos, Mm -hmm. and they had a program for sales and negotiations. And I took that as a minor. And I think back on that because I had an amazing professor, Dr. Dini Holmesy. Um, She's still there. She actually runs the MBA program at UCO. And I remember her talking about like, if you're not going to make it, if you don't have alternatives for yourself in a business dealing, a negotiation, like Mm -hmm. a job offer, whatever it is, you basically end up hurting yourself because then you're left with the only option on the table. And that right right there was the theme of my career for like 
five years, just not having another alternative to compare to. And I just get so either burned out or just in the wrong environment for me. But I tried to make it work. I tried to force it to work. And then I just hop, skip, jump to the next thing. And it all came to a head. So I left that company in Norman. They had a lot of changes happening over there. And I ran into some problems, you know, just even in my department where I'm like, well, I'm starting to feel like that corporate job all over again. So I'm going to, I'm going to make a move. So I was offered a job at a small agency this time in Mustang Yukon area. I'm like, why am I driving all over the place? (laughs) But I just, I wanted to go and work for this company that offered me a job because they were doing websites, they were doing social media and they were focused on small business. Mm -hmm. And at my heart, like, that's what I love doing. I love sitting with a business owner that like, my favorite example would be like a client that's like, uh, yeah, we have a website somewhere and we're also spending all this money on like Yelp or something like they, yeah. they're, they're spending money in all these places that are just not helping them. I love taking all that over like a box of cords and uh-huh. like Marie Kondo of marketing in a sense. But, yeah. uh, that being said, I, I don't feel like I'm a snooty real pie in the sky. We're going to do all this persona building. There's a little yeah. bit of that, but I really, I, I come from small business. My family has a small business, so I understand the implication of time, like taking time to completely stop mm-hmm. somebody's marketing and how we can do some things to just fix them and get them on the road. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of like the small business and nonprofit and startup marketing. Sure. That's, that's where I like to focus. But, uh, yeah, what was the question? So like I, I just, well, just what, I guess, what, um, <laughs> what kind of... Growing up, was it always like media and, and, and just thinking, you know, marketing and sales? Was that kind of always the route you wanted to take? No, I was actually really just good at customer service. Okay. I was really good at customer service, working with people. My mom taught me how to answer phones at the business when I was like eh, 12 years old or something. Yeah. And I'd, you know, file tickets and things like that. But she taught me from a very young age, you know, be polite you know, customer comes mm-hmm. first. Not that they're always right, but like customer does come first. Yeah. And then I just watch my dad work with people all day long. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to stay at home with my sisters. They were six and seven years older than me and they were very goth and they'd probably, <laughs> so I had to go to work with my parents. The Adams family. Yeah. A hundred percent. hundred percent. But so you learned all of the qualities of, of a small business from working at your parents, you know, at your, uh, basically your family business. Yeah, a lot of it. And then, I mean, I, I've been working, I started working when I was maybe 14 at the, at the store, like getting paid, like mm-hmm. getting a paycheck on payroll. And then I went and worked at a little gift shop down the road and I've just, I've always had a job, yeah. I've always had a job and I've always excelled and gone to something bigger and better and next and next and next. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm a very forward moving person. I, I don't like to ever go back yeah. to where I was. So all that to say, the last job that I had, I, I again, I didn't create alternatives for myself. And in business negotiations and sales mm-hmm. and anything, if you don't have an alternative, you're screwed. Um, or maybe you're not screwed. Maybe that opportunity turns yeah. out to work. But mm-hmm. in my case, I got screwed. So I, uh, not in, it, it just didn't work out. I worked for these guys for about three months and... This happens a lot. Not only are salespeople, um, that's like a stereotype, a right. salesperson, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every organization thinks they need a salesperson. They think, oh, uh, we're at a point where we have cash and we're at a point where we want to grow. Mm-hmm. Let's just hire a salesperson. Doesn't work like no. that. It doesn't work like that. And I see it all the time. So and that's one of the things that I think, 
I'm kind of passionate about is like, dude, you don't need another salesperson. You need to work on your business. Yeah. You need to work on your marketing. You need to work on your business. Um, maybe a salesperson is a solution, but then people don't understand the risks of bringing on a salesperson. Okay, well then you got to pay their salary. You got to develop them. You got to train them. Mm-hmm. It takes anywhere from six to twelve months in our industry to get sales coming in because that's a relationship sale. Yeah. Um, one of two of the partners I was working for understood that. The other one was like, you just walk in there and you ask them who's doing their Google ads. And yeah. you probably haven't heard of, heard from that person. And you just take the business. I'm like, yeah. have you ever sold this before? Well, no. Well, there well, we go shut then. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing this for five years, yeah. dude. It's not how it works. Yeah. So I'm a big proponent for treating salespeople the right way. Also not being a salesperson. Like, Quote, salesperson, yeah. Yeah, there yeah. is like a big stigma around what a salesperson is. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm a firm believer in always being truthful, authentic. Like I tell people no all the time. I refer people out all the mm-hmm. time. But then the cool thing about the marketing community in Oklahoma City is that there's this, thankfully, abundance mindset. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of my business comes from other agencies yeah. that I have relationships with. They know me because they were on the board at AMA with me. They trust me and they send me business all the time. So, and I send things up their way too because yeah. I'm not, I'm not gonna do a thirty thousand dollar rebrand because I'm. That's just not what we do. Yeah, you're gonna have a better experience with someone like Jackson Fall right. with Fringe or Ghost. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna take that business. Yeah, which is again is good for you. know, it's good to be in that position too as well, right? Because mm-hmm. it's starting out, you're like. I need money. Yeah. <laughs> I need a job. Absolutely. I need to pay my bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take anything that comes your way. But now, like I mm-hmm. said, you're in a position where you can kind of refer people out and yes. to, you know, provide a better service to whoever that client could be or 100%. would be or whoever yeah. you The first out. year of our business, first 12 months, we built 17 websites yeah. for businesses of all kinds of sizes. But it tends to be that mom and pop shop, that mm-hmm. solopreneur, that um, nonprofit because of our pricing structure and the way that we offer payment plans, it's, it's digestible for them. Mm-hmm. And it's also a really good working relationship. Um, if somebody has a website on retainer with me for just a little bit each month and they're yeah. also, they also have access to me. I mean, I like to be present for people, but mm-hmm. it makes dollars and cents to me to just yeah, yeah. be there if they need help with something else, not right. related to their website. Yeah. And so. not just calling a 1-800 number and going through a dial oh message to God. get to you. I've, I have helped two clients try to get out of some of those corporate website contracts mm-hmm. and it's ridiculous. Yeah. It is so nefarious. You guys read your contracts. <laughs> Don't sign any. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, working at mum and dad's shop and then we're always having a job mm-hmm. and then it comes time to go to university mm-hmm. and UCO. So I assume you grew up here as well. Yes. So UCO is like home. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What were you thinking at that time? Like, are you thinking I'm going to go into, you know, you've been relationship building and mm-hmm. customer service is huge mm-hmm. for the last, you know, what, five years or yeah. six, whatever it is of, of you working at mum and dad's shop. Uh-huh. What are you thinking when you go to school? Um hot long-haired guys in metal bands <laughs> that's what i was thinking about yeah <laughs> i was so in, a huge metallica fan then um megadeth, megadeth, more of a megadeth okay fan, yeah um yeah i wasn't really sure what i wanted to do and yeah. it took me a long time to get through college so if anybody's out there listening struggling with you know getting the degree and and what do you do next? Like it, it not it doesn't all hinge on that. Yeah. I I wore much more black than I do now. Yeah. I you know worked at a bar and then I did makeup. I worked for a makeup brand called Mac Cosmetics during the daytime. So uh-huh. I worked in you know high end retail, 
I just worked my ass off. Like the mole? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I worked my ass off. Yeah, that's not a fun job, I'm sure. No, it's not. It's not. Uh, That's why I hate the holidays. And as soon as I hear Mariah Carey, I just turn into a very dark person. Like, oh my God. My least least favorite song. (laughs) Mall retail PTSD. If anybody out there can relate to that. But no, in college, I was literally just so far up my own butt. Just, you know chasing long-haired guys and musicians. Well, I guess when you're working for that from, <laughs> yeah, when you're working for, a, and UCO is home of some of the best musicians in uh-huh. the state, um, mm-hmm. when you're, like, working at a cosmetic store, you have to have a full face every day. Every day. Like, that and must have do. taken so I long. still do. Right? Yeah, you get it down well, to you the get used to after it. a while. Yeah. <sighs> you guys don't understand, no, like, I how don't. much time. Would, I could ugh. have... 18 master's degrees probably by now. Yeah. And I think about that sometimes, but, you know, self-expression at this so, point. So from that point, you just like, I don't want to be in cosmetics. I, I want to go down mm-hmm. another route. When, yes. when did you when did you realize that marketing, sales, and thing was, mm-hmm. was an option? I really liked the business end of, um, of what I was doing. Like mm-hmm. when I worked in retail, I was, a, I was always some sort of leader. If I wasn't technically a manager, I was still running the show at one of the yeah. counters. And then when I went to work at Mac, I got promoted to third key manager. And it's so funny because people people think that in order to be a manager, you have to have all this experience. Well, in order to be a manager, you have to be really good at step one, wherever you start at. Be really good at that. Then you get promoted up the chain mm-hmm. in an ideal world. But I ran into a position with Mac Cosmetics where there just wasn't anywhere else to go from there. You yeah. know, the two managers above me weren't moving. And I was graduating, so I decided to go work somewhere else. So my sister, actually is Amanda, formerly Bradway, Amanda Zoe Weathers, and she's Mm -hmm. a local mural artist, and she used to own DNA galleries in the Plaza District. She really needed some help. She needed help with social media. She needed help with, you know, just kind of running the ship because Mm -hmm. she also had all this other artistic stuff she wanted to do. So I came on board, and I was technically her sales and marketing manager. Yeah. Um, and I worked there for about a year. I finished up my degree, and then I got that first job out of college. But when I was working for her, I kind of learned some of the social media content flow of things, mm-hmm. you know, scheduling out posts, talking about merchandise, talking about, you know, they're, they're, that place is a content factory because there's so many cool things to talk about all the time yeah. over there. So that was like my first experience with social media management and I really liked it. I was like, Ooh, I want to do that. But the social media manager jobs were not as attractive as the sales jobs. Right. Which I hope that people changes. people probably didn't value it as much as it, like it's, mm-hmm. I, I still think people don't value it now, right? Because people have asked me to uh-huh. do it and I'm like, you you, 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 you have no idea. Yeah. Like <laughs> I explain idea. how long it takes and you're like, oh, it's just one, just post one picture a day. I'm like, mm. Mm, That's a lot I might just throw time. out an outrageous number just to tell them no, basically. A million dollars. Yeah, I'm like, it's this much a month. <laughs> like really? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. It's because it takes this much time. That's why you're not doing it. It takes yeah. a lot of time. Yeah. Mr. Business Owner. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm sure you struggle with that, though, with small businesses, too. Yeah. That first year, um, so my business is, is, I would say, mostly websites, but the social mm-hmm. media piece is just so much fun, and we have a lot of fun generating content for people. So I, I got to a point where I just couldn't handle another account by myself, mm-hmm. so I brought on a part-time person. Her name's Julie. Shout out Julie. She was my first hire and she's the first person to receive a W2 from Siren Media. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't put myself on payroll last year, but 
she came on board and this is the other cool part of the business is yes, I do have a big heart for the business owner and the person who needs marketing help. However, I can help. There's a threshold where I can and I can't. And then there's a threshold where I need to refer them out to somebody else. Right. So that's, that's one aspect of the business. But the other aspect of the business is disrupting this culture of women in the workplace allowing or having their upbringing impact their business. So um, my first hire, Julie, I told her when I hired her, I said, you know, she found me. She came to me and asked if I was hiring for anything. I don't post job postings. Mm -hmm. I want somebody who's hungry and wants to learn. Yeah. If they come to the table with that attitude, I can work with that far more than I could like a field of applicants and trying yeah, to figure yeah. out. That's just my personal philosophy. But I told her, hey, I need help with scheduling posts. So here's what's going to happen if you decide you want to do it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to train you how to do it. Uh, we're going to set up a system. We're going to meet up a couple times a week to do the work until you can do the work remotely, which mm -hmm. is why she's not an intern. She's a part-time employee because I care about human resources yeah. and doing things the right way. So I have an HR guy and that's how we set her up. Mm -hmm. But um, it's been a really cool thing to see this young person who's in college back where I was um, and just helping them. Yeah. So part of the ethical mission here at Siren Media is to build strong business women especially in the creative industry, especially women. At first off, everybody struggles with the concept of a business negotiation sure. and the transaction. And we all get too emotional uh -huh. in those things. But with women, and I see this all the time, we will literally kill ourselves to get the job done. We will not ask for more. I even had trouble with that my first year. Yeah. And now I, I think I'm, I'm to a point where I'm, I'm working on Justified that. Justified in your yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, it's a personal thing. It's not like, yeah. it's not a business thing because you know you can provide value. It's exactly. a personal thing too. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's, it's head trash. But you think about it? And I made a post about this um, earlier in the week when we're taught as little girls to be quiet, uh -huh. to not make a scene, to not anger anybody in authority. That's a big one. Yeah. Um, by and large, that's how young women are raised. Okay, zoom out and fast forward down the line uh -huh. with that mentality, having this attitude of not making, not making anyone upset at you, not asking for more, not being greedy, not being rude. Yeah. That creates an environment where women aren't feeling empowered to ask for what they need. Now, I know some badass women who do a great job at this, but that's the exception to the rule. Yeah. Most people I run into... There's far more guys than there is girls doing this yes. stuff. Yeah. Yes. Especially in media. Especially in marketing yeah. in this communications world where women are more relegated to, you know, creative content producing and social media stuff and then mm -hmm. the men end up, you know, either getting promoted up above that or getting yeah. sales or something. There is there is a little bit of that. But I I just okay. Hannah at Hannah Schmidt at the Treasury. Are you familiar with that yeah. space? Mm -hmm. um, I met her and she's badass. I just love her. Women are amazing. Like she was literally like a few months, no, a few weeks after having her baby, literally met up with me. She's nursing in this business meeting and I'm like, women are freaking amazing. Can we yeah. just first talk off, talk about like the fact that women are fucking amazing and yeah. deal with so much more, especially when they're mothers. Shout out to all the moms there. She, um, I told her my story and she was like, could you give a presentation on like <laughs> negotiating? Yeah. Would you want to talk about that? And I was like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I did. I put together a presentation and I, I called Dr. Holmesy, my negotiations uh -huh. professor from college, told her what I was up to. And she was like, yes, yes, what do you need? So she helped me and looked at my slides and everything. Uh -huh. I'm like, I didn't want to do anything without you looking at it because I'd be a total traitor. Yeah, you're my like, Yoda. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, sensei, please help me. Uh -huh. But 
it was not only well attended, I felt like that message needs to be everywhere. Mm -hmm. So I am looking for more opportunities to give that talk. My slides are bright pink. Yeah. There's cursing, um, only a little bit of nudity, but Mm -hmm. like classical art nudity. So I think it's okay. But organizations out there who are, who share that heart of developing strong women, strong business women, like holler at me. Like Mm -hmm. I'd love to give this presentation to more, to more organizations. It's a, it's an important message because if you can remove yourself, if you look at like the modality of a sales negotiation, you have, you know, what they need right. or what they want and what you want. Yeah. And then in the middle, there's either a space where we can do business gotcha. zone of possible agreement, Zopa, yeah. or we're just on a completely different planet. And if you can be objective about that, it creates so much more clarity right. to where you don't have to be emotional about it. You don't gotcha. have to, you don't have to like wrap up your self worth and everything and all this anger and resentment into yeah. it. It's just not a good fit Yeah. or it is. And that applies to your phone bill, that applies to your job, that applies to asking for a raise, that mm-hmm. applies to, you know, trying to figure out where you want to work. It's it's just everywhere around you. Yeah. And and the more I think about it, it really is all around you. Definitely. Negotiations, fortunately or unfortunately, is kind of one of the big spokes of our society. Yeah. Do you know Erica Lucas? Yes, I do. Okay. I've had Erica and Chris on. That was Female someone. Founders. Yeah. I was thinking I'm in of, that group. Yeah. Yep. There's someone who came came to mind that people who you would speak in front of, and I'm like, Erica would be awesome. But she's, you, amazing. she's amazing. Yeah. Yes. Shout out to Erica mm-hmm. Lucas. What yeah. she's doing is so important, and she has a very similar story, but in mm-hmm. a much. I feel like the 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 field that she was playing in was the capital yes. uh, mm-hmm. investing side yeah. of things. So she was playing with some real big dogs. Mm-hmm. I have been in this marketing agency and communities communication space where, you know, you talk about big wing, big wing laid off yeah. a bunch of people when they got purchased. And there are so many little flippant decisions being made just at the drop of the hat because yeah. companies are getting bought. Companies are getting bought. Um, some of these bigger agencies have just gone so big that I think that there's a lot of cultural deconstruction going on mm-hmm. of all these silos happening organizational I would just say like organizational management is son of a bitch it's like really hard to do and yeah. I get it but they're human beings being impacted one way or another like mm-hmm. I had um, just those three women that I told you about I started this business um, in conjunction with like they have their own things they have their own side gigs yeah and I contract with each of them. I only have one part-time employee, but it's kind of a perfect union because they get to keep their own brand. They get to keep their own image, their own look, and right. you know, be responsible for their own business. I'm essentially selling projects. I'm going out and killing mm-hmm. projects. Not killing. Nobody's yeah. dying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> going out yeah, and yeah. finding opportunities, bringing it back to them. It's not going to a nefarious corporation right. <laughs> that's just out to like lay more cable and sell more contracts it's literally going to a group of local women yeah so that makes me feel good mm-hmm. and like the job that you're doing is like especially especially with small businesses changing people's lives with families and mm-hmm. you know like I said because there are a lot of family businesses yes. you know where the person who is doing everything mm-hmm. is literally the you know marketing accounting yes. everything yes um, and like I said they're spending money on Yelp thinking it's making a difference where if they put that money into a killer website and some maybe yes. Facebook, Instagram ads mm-hmm. and not hire a salesperson, their phones are going to start ringing. 
get your marketing straight and get your production straight. Yeah. Build better systems. I mean, it, not to say that like a salesperson isn't always necessary. It's just that it's not a band aid. Right. Well, and we especially treat, like in nowadays, I think nowadays, and you, you, you know, you obviously you know this more than I do, but in nowadays, there's a lot more. You can get a lot more value from the money that you would pay a salesperson compared mm-hmm. to the money that you could put into Facebook or whatever marketing. it is. Marketing. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that aspect of it. So that's core competency. Like. I have no business writing up like new hire paperwork. Mm-hmm. That's why I have a guy for that. Yeah. I have no business in trying to navigate if my contracts are solid, like all my agreements, if they protect me and the client. Mm-hmm. That's why I have an attorney. Like, same thing goes for business owners. We do get wrapped up into our own brains of like, well, I could do it myself and save so much money. Well, time value of money. Like, is your time more valuable and yeah. productive spent? doing your thing, mm-hmm. making your widget, doing, yeah. or is it more valuable trying to figure out how to set up a Wix website for some yeah. reason? <laughs> yeah. So after, I guess, I mean, you're in your second year, mm-hmm. probably learned quite a bit from the first year. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, where's, where's kind of like 2020 plan? What, you know, I assume to just take on more clients and yeah. take on more businesses. And Yes. I would love to, I'd love to work with all kinds of business owners for some reason, I I work really well with military veteran-owned businesses, and I think it's just because I'm very direct. I'm like, here's what we're doing. They're like, okay, Okay, cool. I think they appreciate that about my style. Um, Women-owned businesses, family-owned businesses, I want to work with a lot more of them. I've also started getting more inquiries from big corporations Mm -hmm. that have no people on their team who can do or do well on social media, so that's an opportunity too. But it is it is going to be about being a little bit more selective on those social media clients because we really become a very tight partner. Yeah, we're going to be seeing you a couple times a month. Most likely, we're going to be talking and communicating. Anytime somebody hits your inbox, like we're we're helping facilitate yeah. sales for you. So that that's a lot more than just putting out. Yeah, I mean, it's full time job. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. So. The goal for 2020 is, of course, yeah, more websites. We love doing websites for people, and it's mm-hmm. it makes us really happy to see somebody's busted website that's not secure and not loading or whatever. It just looks like a monstrosity. Yeah. And then making this really beautiful thing for them that they're proud to say, go look at my website. That's like telltale of a good client is somebody who, before we start working, is like, oh, don't look at my website. Yeah. That's probably going to be somebody who's going to have a good experience with this. Right. Have you found a, like kind of a niche in kind of anybody or is it just we just love everybody? Not not in terms of like industry. I don't I don't ever see us focusing on a niche. Mm-hmm. I see us focusing on an organizational size. Okay. And I think that's also what makes it so fun is learning another business. Like, right. I've got an orthodontist. I've got a, a fast food restaurant. I had a landscaping company, a construction company, the TV business in Edmond. So it's like it keeps it so interesting and fun. And then when I bring that to the team and, um, you know, my employee and I sit down and look, look at everything together, she's like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. I had no, no idea it worked yeah. that way. So it, I don't see us ever focusing on a niche. And I also don't see us going too far outside of Oklahoma. I do have people who come through, um, you know, the network. Right. If it's somebody I have a personal connection with, we'll work on, mm-hmm. on their social media together. That's fine as long as we can, you know, develop a good system together. But really love working with businesses in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why, I mean, my domain is Siren Media OKC. 
um, that is intentional. They just really like to be here in town and there's a huge need for people. I feel like the small business and smaller budget clientele are the most underserved and they're the most uh, preyed upon. Mm -hmm. The only people who call small business are Yellow Pages, Yelp, Google, and people who want to sell SEO services who yeah. do not live in the state. <laughs> so yeah, true. Yeah, they they're it's it, I business owners are so fatigued with that mm -hmm. that by the time I get with them and they're like, oh my god, you're a real person. Okay, you know what you're talking about. Do you know what this says? Okay, here are all my passwords. I'm like, hang yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's definitely a need for it. So yeah, that's the goal for 2020. That's awesome. And then, like, say, grow the team and yes. grow. Yes. Always looking for people to refer. I'd love to hire. I'd love to hire a couple. I don't have any. I don't think I'll have anybody full time. Um, really, just part time. Yeah. Because I'm I'm at the helm. I I take care of most of all the work, and then everything else is contracted and has its own process. Right. So I'd love to have some more uh, part-time people and it's crazy. So the coolest thing is I've got like four college girls who have heard of me through the grapevine and they're, they all want to work. Yeah. They all want to work for me. So I'm not hiring right now because I have some people who are already in queue, but I think that's just the coolest thing. I had a college girl um, come to me through Beth um, what is her last name? She goes by Beth Adele on Facebook, but she is the uh, communications department director for the Oklahoma city university. Okay. And she's, she just went on board there. I think fourth quarter of last year, like yeah. around October or something like that. She had a student come to her and, um, the student had like pink hair and was like super creative and was pretty upset about something that happened in one of her other courses. Beth teaches at OU as well. So this mm -hmm. student was an OU student and, told Beth that one of her professors at um, Price College of Business was making fun of her for like her look. It was yeah. like a PR class and personal branding. I don't know what... Supposed to be know. looking like your LinkedIn profile kept yeah, together and typical yeah. business stuff. So yeah. this girl... This is um, not me, so I'm going to wear pink. You know, I'm going to do me. Exactly. So she has pink hair and cool clothes and everything and um, gives her personal branding presentation pitch and the professor make, makes fun of her in her presentation Yeah. and tells her no serious brand uses pink in their branding. No successful brand uses pink in their branding. As he professor lives under was a, a rock, obviously. I know. Yeah. I know. So she and this other girl in the class band together and find all these examples of awesome <laughs> brands that use pink. And yeah. Like, yeah. Essentially, Stop gave her the finger. Drop yes. it on the desk. I'm like, hey, that's what I want to see. Yeah. I I told this girl, I'm like, as soon as you're done with your internship, like, call me back. <laughs> <laughs> Please <laughs> come and sit want. with me. That's what I want because yeah. you're, especially these girls who are coming out of college, like they're. Nobody is teaching people self-advocacy. Right. Nobody is teaching these girls that it's okay to stand up for yourself. It's okay to say no. Right. It's okay to walk away. That kind of um, being reared as a child to be submissive and to be you know quiet yeah. really becomes problematic when you get into adulthood. And there are problems for everybody. Everybody's got problems. Guys have their own set of issues. I know mm -hmm. that. But those are the things that I can speak to, and those are the things that I can help with. So that's that's the mission. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm super excited. I'm glad we got to do this yeah. uh, so soon as well. Um, no, you know, just kinda, literally just met you on Tuesday. Yeah. And now we've spent, <laughs> what, 35, oh, 35 minutes together sharing yes. a little bit about you. Um, how can everyone get in touch? How can they reach out? Yeah, handles. Um, so my business is Siren Media OKC. If you're on Instagram, it's at Siren Media OKC. If you want to follow my personal account because you want to see my adorable cats and all of my crazy outfits, it's Alyssa Strata, A-L-Y. Y-S-S-I-S-T-R-A-T-A. -S 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 mm -hmm. That is a nod to um, 
the Greek comedy, okay. Liz Estrada, where she ends the Pen- Peloponnesian War by denying sex and making all of her friends join her. It's a comedy. It's okay, satire. Yeah. It's really funny. But I have it was, to watch it. it was, it's a play. It's a book. Okay. You'll have to read it. If you can find it out there in video format, let me know. All right. It's pretty funny. Awesome. Well, Alyssa, I really appreciate your time. Uh, Thank excited you. to see what you guys are going to be up to in 2020. And yeah, look forward to sharing and, and you know, seeing the impacts that you have on, on women growing up and also Thank small you. businesses. Thank you so much. Appreciate all right. you having awesome. me. Awesome. Uh, guys, I'll post all the links below and we'll catch you next episode. Cheers. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.